Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point, and brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is the key ingredient that a few of our friends have forgotten to this podcast today. <laughs> to not die. Yeah. I've lost it's been a two, rough week. I've lost two pals this week. Uh, it's two. so weird. Every week you lose people. Where, yeah, but it's 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 weird. That's like I'll go a few weeks without, and then like this has been a week where there's been a couple, and you've got a couple, and this is a microcosm. Well, everybody thinks because it's musicians, like oh, it's musicians. It's not the rest of the population. No, it's mostly the rest of the population. It's the musicians yeah. that people to pay attention to. Right. And then mm-hmm. like to say, oh, well, they're musicians. But now, yeah. by now, Chuck and I know everybody has a, a nephew that's died of drugs at this point. Everybody has a cousin. Everyone in America has a cousin who has died of drugs at this point. Yeah, but it's, it should be. It should have hit all the families by now. You'd think I have a sister-in-law. There you go. It's it's your, it's our sister in laws. It's our nephews and nieces. It's our it's our siblings. It's our it's everybody. And yet, when you you know the passing of Aaron Carter and D H Pelegra this week, um, it's like, oh well, it's musicians, right? No, it's everybody. They're just people who play music that died of it this week, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a sad one. That. That uh, Aaron Aaron Carter came up in a couple different groups. I knew him acquaintance, right? And uh, through the years, he just had a kid like a while ago. I talked to him about that. Um, the news, you know, it hits my phone. I'm like, ah, shit. And then uh, about three hours later, there were um, he had drowned, right, in a bathtub, and and they were. They were going to wait for the toxicology report to see what the deal was. So they can't can't say that it's drugs. How many 37-year-old, he's a healthy, fit, sexy, cool, young, strong, virile man. How many 37-year-olds know, that you know, Chuck, drowned that are like that? Just fall They're asleep healthy. in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, no, but but this is the insanity of America. You saw with Taylor Hawkins down central in South America or Central America, they knew his toxicology report the next day. And I've been saying that for 20 years. I can find out what's in your pee in about uh, literally in this day and age. I could have you have somebody come to your house, you uh, observe you peeing, bring it back to the lab. I could know the results in four hours, but yet. Los Angeles County is not going to get the toxicology report back on Aaron Carter for four months. So we're to believe that he might have just fallen asleep in the bathtub, like kind of like Whitney Houston, right? (laughs) There were a lot of bathtub ones for a while. That seems to be, I mean, but he, he and it's sad and it's not, it's not to take away from the pain of Aaron's you know, X and, and the kid and just, it's a fucking mess. Right. Yeah. But, but to sit around here and like wring our hands, like, well, we don't know. We won't know until we get the toxicology report. Right. Really? Well, right, really? Right, right. Really? And, and yeah. he really telegraphed it as far as like, you could see, like he showed up on TV a couple months ago and it was one of those weird, like apologetic, like, it's just like very, uh, Amy Winehousey, very, um, Corey Haynes. Doctors? Are you talking about on the doctors or something? Uh, no, it was just like an interview thing where he showed up and it's just like, damn, I thought he was 30 and he looked super old and he was all sucked up and, you know, just looking like a client, you know? Right. And so Bob, what happened with DH Pellegro? Well, many things. I mean, he, you know, it's, it's complicated. So he had lung cancer yeah. and he was very weak and it was. You know, didn't sound like it was the cancer treatment was going very well. I got you. Right. So, um, but he was able to play a show a week ago in Berlin. He played a concert. Dead it King. wasn't a Marty, a Marty kind of situation, was it? Yes, it was. 
Yeah, it was. Oh. But I mean, there was complications. You're dying anyways, kind of idea. No, I got you. Right? So, and mm. we'll all, we'll all the three of us and everyone we know will cross that bridge when we come to it. But I know that, um, you know, being sober and dying um, of a terminal disease, those, that's a complication. And anybody sober right now can say what they'll do. Like, yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll fucking see what yeah, you do, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hero, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Alano Club Hero. Mm -hmm. No, I, 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 I do. I do love the chest beating that happens when there's discussions <laughs> yeah. like that. It's just like, dude, just why even why even comment? Why even I don't know why people need to put themselves out there and, and say some of the stupid shit. It's so because every, I know, I know exactly why everyone listening right now is, is scared of dying on a certain level, but really scared of hearing, you know, you got six months to live. I know I am. I, I can't afford that right now. I got three little kids. I can't be told I got terminal lung cancer. I can't. It's just impossible. It's impossible. I can't, and I will not. I will not. <laughs> I will but, refuse the diagnosis. But I mean, everybody knows it can happen to them. It's happened to many right. of my friends. I was in the room when they told Gloria Scott that. You should have seen my reaction. Wasn't pleasant. Oh it wasn't, a, I wasn't gracious about it. So we're sitting in the John Wayne Cancer Institute in St. Joseph's Hospital in Santa Monica, and this little uh, oncologist woman is telling Gloria that she should get her affairs in order. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If it's only in the one lung, you can just cut the whole fucking lung out. I said that because no one else in the room is going to say it. Why can't you just cut her whole lung out? Because, you know, it had metal, it was big, she had big tumors and multiple tumors in the one lung. And I said, just cut the whole lung out. And the oncologist is the lady. She didn't even respond to me. She just sat there. And I said, are you hearing me? Like if it's a risk, <laughs> if it's a risk, you know, I think, yeah. I, you know, when I was, Gloria was looking at me like, yeah, like figure this out, Bob. And I was like, just cut her whole lung out. And then she can be on uh, breathing uh, on, you know, oxygen or whatever, or like whatever. And the oncologist said, I'll never forget it in a very empathetic, sympathetic way. She won't make it off the table. Mm. That's when I knew, like, holy shit. She still, Gloria still lived like nine months after that. Like, she, you know, they, they thought it was be eminent, but she, she, we had some fun in those last nine months, you know, especially the first like five or six. Did she stop really, smoking? Yeah, she had stopped, she had stopped smoking. But, um, but what happened was, um, this, uh, like, morphine, morphine happened. Yeah, morphine coughs i remember that yeah so you know and and she was still gloria she was still the same so yeah with the dh situation like you have a terminal disease like really what does it matter but the suddenness and the kind of sadness of it um like hit me because i knew he was sick and i knew it was inevitable but I have other, I have another friend who's sick and it's inevitable but it might be two years you don't expect it to be like two months after you hear about it and honestly right. going that way is probably a lot easier than going naturally you know <laughs> well that's that's the other thing are we supposed to chuck i don't know what your beliefs are are we supposed to be just agonizing pain and then die or or should we be able to choose choose of course what the I fuck think junkies i think junkies choose from what i understand <laughs> look take themselves out why not what do you think, yeah, Chuck? You, uh, well, you get enough of the comfort meds to be able to do it. Yeah, but some people don't want it. Maureen had the comfort meds, and she said it wasn't all that great because she was a different person. No, I mean so, to be able to take yourself out if you want to. You get oh, enough no, of no. them. No, no, no. I thought you were saying to relieve the pain. Because at oh, no. a certain point, I mean, I mean, the, no, amount of dope, no amount of dope will relieve the pain. No, and then when it gets to that point, that's, you know, you're, you know, it, I hate to say that you're fortunate, but at least you have the opportunity to be able to say goodbye. Not like you're walking down the street in a plane. I do know out. one legend uh, uh, in our world that went out with no pain meds in agonizing pain and transcended the pain and was 
like a, it was a spiritual teaching, his death. And that's Cubby. He was teaching us all how to die. How, <clears throat> he just went naturally? He didn't take pain meds. But he, but he was taken by the cancer itself. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was transcending it. He was meditating. He was in and out of consciousness. A friend of mine was there and told me about it. So you know how Rock went, right? You know, Rock, my old drummer from, from uh, Texan Horse. Did he, sh did he shoot himself? It yeah. got bad enough where he just wrote this goodbye letter on online and just said, you know, I got to go now. We'll see you later. And he went out by his favorite tree with his dog and put a gun in his mouth and took yeah. himself out. Did he have brain cancer? Tongue. Tongue cancer. That's what Maureen had too. So anyways, I don't want to celebrate. I, I just want to clarify, like, you know, all us heroes, like who knows how I'm going to go out probably with my fingernails holding on to every last second. Like, Wait, doped yeah. up. Doped up. <laughs> like, I out of my mind. <laughs> Smoking crack on top of the fentanyl drip with my fingernails holding on to the last second. Wait, there's one more, one more Clipper game. There's one more Clipper game to watch. More crack. More crack. More, more eBay. There's some more eBay shit. Shit, I, I'm not gonna, I got one last eBay bid. I have to get my affairs in order. It's not I gotta fair. get my affairs in order. I've got a, I've got a bid on an eBay item that's in three days. Dude, I, I, I saw a really cool thing online where it was this old lady at her um, funeral passed out cards with mini Ouija boards in it. And it said, let's stay in touch. <laughs> you know, I just no way. Yeah, that is you got to be imaginative about that. Is got to be imaginative. So That's let me tell you, go. I thought we'd talk about DH. So first time I ever meet. So Flea and I were talking about it too. I saw the Dead Kennedys with the Hanson brothers at the whiskey in 1980 or 81. I believe 80 or 81, and it was mind blowing. And I was right in the front against the front of the stage. And it was just mind blowing how great the dead Kennedys were. And people forget dead Kennedys had melody. Mm -hmm. Chuck, they had melody. Oh, no. It's a holiday in Cambodia and yeah. you forgot your wife. Right. <laughs> the, punk rock used to have melody. The sex pistols yeah. had melody. The clash had melody. Somewhere yeah. along the line, punk rock became non-melodic. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, right? And that's if you have melody, it's called melodic hard hardcore. <laughs> Is <laughs> which, that what it's which called? Seem, yeah, it's like called the, melodic hardcore. Uh, like the dead Kennedys are things melodic like that hardcore? or melodic hardcore, where it's like where it's fast and it, it's brutal, but it's got some it's got some um it's got melodies. And what about I, I, Calif California, Uberalis, California. No, what, what happens, Chuck, is they start like a shitty punk band, whatever they're deficient in, they make up a genre for it. Well, here's an interesting <laughs> thing. I, 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 back when Jello Biafra was running for president, I was running for a lieutenant governor, I think. I remember. I was running for something on the green platform. And uh, I got to know Jello a little bit. And the, his favorite band's The Screamers. Right. So how do you, how do you grow? Like he's 19. He goes seeing the screamers in 19, probably 77. How do you come up with the dead Kennedys from the screamers? If the screamers are your favorite band. And for you, those of you at home that don't know who the screamers are, they were piano, electric piano, synthesizer, drums, and singer. Right. No guitars. There were no guitars. Right. The but that wasn't screamers. the first band he heard. I mean, it's funny how some of the stuff I listened to as a kid sneaks its way into stuff I'm even doing right now. So like it's like sticks, like sticks. <laughs> no, not so much sticks. I think my favorite part of the screamers, Bob, was uh, Tomato Duplenty singing through that wireless microphone that had the big box on the end of it <laughs> and the antenna. You remember that thing? Yeah, but I'm saying like that's how inventive and and unique punk cool. rock was in 1977, 78, 79. By 1980, when I see the Dead Kennedys, they are the one of the most ferocious, frightening, fucking, like just like a freight train coming at you with him, the melodies of the songs, the guitar lines, the riffs. It was just an amazing band, the Dead Kennedys. And, and, and DH was a part of that. And so a couple of years later, probably 84, I'm in San Francisco. 
and I meet DH at a party. And, and from 84 till 89 or whatever, when he moved down here, it's just anytime you're in San Francisco, you're going with DH wherever he's going. You're that's where you're on the back of his motorcycle. I'm not a big motorcycle guy, Chuck, but uh, heard, there's two yeah. friends of mine are big uh, motorcycle enthusiasts who don't mind you being on the back, almost insist that you're on the back. I have gone <laughs> down at two o'clock in the morning in the whatever the uh, the what is the tenderloin that street down there. 100 miles an hour, holding on for dear life to DH's big, magnificent chest. Just thinking Ooh. like, I hope he's not too cracked out, right? <laughs> yes. Like he, And he's not stopping for lights. He's kind of slowing down, looking left and right, and just blitzing down that main boulevard of the, uh, the Tenderloin. I forget what the name of the street is down there. But... Uh, and he's just always so full of life and so fun and so kind and so funny and blah, 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 blah. He, and he, you know, rhyming words all the time and goofy sayings. And when he got sober, like a couple years after me, he decided we should have this men's stag uh, that emphasizes uh, physical fitness. I don't know if you're aware of this, Chuck. Would you go to a meeting? Would you, <laughs> <laughs> Would you go to? Hey, it was called the. Uh, something studs the hollywood studs group or oh something my goodness. and you had to do push-ups at the meeting <laughs> yeah no I, i'm out yeah i wasn't <laughs> i said i'll come because i you know i'll come because everyone i know is there but i don't think i'm gonna do the push-ups and he would do a hundred like right on the right on the floor of the aa meeting and then other guys would like go down i just like this is really this is dhifying he's dhifying aa you're doing push-ups in an well, AA you know, meeting. Hey, you know, exercise is good for the endorphins and stuff. So there, there is a high. I just never gotten the high that other people get from running or from working out. And just it doesn't like, work for me. It was just he's just funny and great and and full of life. Like uh, just so a, a really interesting energy like exchange places in the universe last week and then and then to have it be a, a a brain injury on top of that that's just like just happened to a buddy of mine chris sexton just not even sure what happened just he's on life support right now and it's just like it, it's a brain injury it's just like and then those are the things that just like don't see that coming huh. and well, what do you do with it um uh it's just it's it's crazy to me and all those it's, years on a motorcycle and then it's in a house yeah you know <laughs> kind of crazy yeah uh and um and then Aaron carter the last thing i said to him he was obsessed with dogs i guess there's some dog reason why he lived in lancaster he, he like he had like three pug dogs with him and i was like you know you know how you're always looking for an angle to motivate a client Right, Chuck? Like, you yeah, just go with what will motivate him, right? And I just said, maybe stay sober for your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> your, your dogs need you. Someone got to put food in the bowl. <laughs> it's just so hard to, like, people, drug addicts are so crazy. Like, he was so obsessed with these pug dogs. And I was just like, I don't know, maybe you should stay sober for your dogs. I don't know what'll work. You never know what'll work. Hey, sometimes, obviously, obviously, it didn't work. But yeah, but but, <laughs> but this this current this current crop, I mean, really, the the faith in humanity is is really at an all time low, and and dogs are always there for you. You can kick a dog, and that afternoon it'll be your friend again. Doctors, you know? dogs are just really like some people. I had a friend of mine tell me, I all I need is my dog. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. I, you know, at first I'm judging it. That's kind of sad. But then if that's all you need, like, God bless. Like, that's cool. pretty great. Yeah, that's go, pretty good. You could go but, anywhere with just your dog, throw out some chain link and have a happy existence. You don't have to deal with people hardly at all. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I like dogs. I've always had dogs. This is like the first time in the last six months I haven't had a dog probably in my whole adult life, except for when I was home. I did have a dog when I was homeless. Yeah, what am I talking about? Um, uh, 
I had, uh, what was that? What was that pit bull I had, Mike? Uh, Buster. I had Buster. I was homeless and I had a dog. And this is the first time in my life I haven't had a dog for a long time. We had Peppa Pig, but she just didn't work out. Now Elijah has her. But, um, but, the, but people really prefer dogs over people, I think. I yeah. think there's a I think there's a percentage. I don't know how big it is, maybe five percent of the population. How how big I don't know how big that is, but there's a lot of people that prefer dogs company over humans. Well, especially well, I mean, like I prefer my dog's you know, company over most humans. Over most <laughs> humans. And and hey, did you see somebody won the two billion dollar lottery in Altadena? And I said, as soon as I saw it, and Christy said the same thing, if there's a God. Patrick French bought that ticket. <laughs> Frenchy the Frenchman. I hope Frenchy the Frenchman bought it. He lives in Altadena. Or he's always over in Altadena. It could have been in Florida. It could have been Pennsylvania. It could have been anywhere. It was like fucking 20 minutes from my house where it was bought. In Altadena, right above Pasadena. And I thought, God, I know a lot of people that live in Altadena. Flea lives, Flea lived near Altadena for a long time. Like, I think his daughter lives in Altadena. I hope somebody that I was saying, I hope somebody that we know won it. Like that's is, uh, is he is he selling a house? Somebody told me he was selling a house. And they yeah, saw the it on one the in Altadena. Here's the thing: that whole area is like as big as my yard, but they call but the the like affluent part is called La Cañada Flint Ridge. And then the more working class area is called Altadena. They're literally, you know, 400 feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> I love LA. LA has so many crazy things like that. Um, so, so uh, you know, where you, there's a thing called Echo Park that's really hip, right? But mm -hmm. the actual park that's so big that, scan, that, that spans the whole Dodger Stadium all the way to Griffith Park is called the Lesion Park. But a lesion, I think, just sounds a little bit too East LA-ish for people. And they like to say <laughs> Echo Park. Well, Echo is kind of a cool word. Echo Park is a few blocks within a Lesion Park. Isn't that really? crazy? Like, there's so much classism and racism in los angeles and it's just oh, built dude. in it's just <laughs> built into the way that we call things oh no right? no, no i totally get it I, I used to hang out with a guy that goes dude uh he, he would say i'm from bixby knolls long beach not from long beach but from bixby knolls long beach. <laughs> does that mean rich part of long beach? yes it means the nicer, okay. the nicer oh, i didn't houses. know long beach had this too so uh 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 uh, Chrissy has been getting into Tom Waits and since I know Tom Waits she's asking me some questions about it and I said you know the house I lived I used to live in a house Mike's been over there that was off Avenue 43 in 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 um, in Mount Washington I call it yeah. um, and Elvis and his mom and stepdad live like literally around the corner from the house I lived in in 90 and 91 right yeah. And Tom Waits used to come to my house, and one time he became very obsessed about the difference between Mount Washington and Highland Park. And he said, because I'm down, <laughs> I'm down on, I, you know, it's literally, he went like this. He said, you keep saying this is Mount Washington. This ain't Mount Washington. This is Highland Park. This is Highland Park. Why, why are you ashamed that you live in Highland Park? Why are you ashamed, Mom? You live in Highland Park. Mount Washington is a mountain. That's up the hill there. Those people up there live in Mount Washington. You live in Highland Park. You need to figure that out. I <laughs> like him even more. I like that. <laughs> he just he just bullseyed it. Why do you say you live in Mount Washington? You live right off of Figueroa in Highland Park. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> and and same thing with locking out of Ridge Altadena. I'm telling you, they are not far apart. They, they you know what I mean? But yeah, when Eagle I Rock. Used, <laughs> Eagle Rock's becoming hip now. For a long time, you never said you were from Eagle Rock. I lived in Eagle <laughs> Rock for a long time. Yeah, you're not hip. You're not following the hip trend. You're not following on, the Mike. language barriers. You always go the opposite way. So actually, Mike lived in official Silver Lake, but probably said he lived in East Hollywood. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. there were vacant stores. It was crazy. It was good. Eagle Rock. Yeah, no. You know what uh, made Eagle Lake, Rock? When I lived there in Silver Lake, there were like vacant stores people didn't want to move into, and you know, and there was a feed store. You remember the feed store right on the corner? It was like it's yeah, sold, yeah. And there was a gay bar there too, right? Right. And a gay one, bar one building down. From I lived there. right up from the gay bar. Yeah. Yeah. And the LA Weekly was there. What's more hip than living across the street from the LA Weekly in I 1990? Know. No shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. But but uh anyway, so that's my pet peeve. But I don't think any well, here's one thing. This guy from Altadena, I wish we knew his name. He's just won more money. He just made more money in one day. He made how about this? Because if he takes it in cash, he gets a billion one hundred million, right? Yeah. Uh, are you following me? Yeah. One billion, one hundred million in the in one day. Yeah, that's how so, I take it. So let, <laughs> let me get that. So let me get, let me tell you something about the uh, fossil fuels industry that everybody's so against or for, depending on your public policy. Uh, the fossil fuel industry, for the last fifty years, on average, has profited two point eight billion dollars a day. For 50 years, Chuck, every day. Can We're you do math? Yeah, We're in the wrong business. Yeah, we should be oil. We're in the wrong business. So anyways, and so whenever anybody says, well, who's the richest people? Like, I heard so-and-so is so rich. I'm like, I guarantee you the thousand top richest people are Saudis. <laughs> so oh, there's, I, there's, yeah. there's the first thousand are oil industry people. And then there's everybody else, Warren Buffett and all the rest of them. But they always say yeah. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. No, it's the Saudi royal. I, I've, I've seen the way they do the way they do in Dubai. Yeah, that's a different. That's a different level. Different world, man. That so, is next so, but level. But this guy, for one day, this little guy from Altadena made almost half as much money as the entire fossil fuels industry today. How bitching is that? How <laughs> fucking bitching is that? <laughs> I think we should do it every day. Uh, How would you take it, Bob? Would you take it all at once or would you? Oh, yeah. I give, yeah it to, I give it away to everybody. Can you imagine? Let's go through it. I thought about it. I, I did buy 10 tickets, but I bought five for Sydney and five for Chrissy because uh, Elvis isn't here. But if they win, they got to split it with us. So, uh, so, uh, so here's the deal. In my mind, I was like, you know, what if we, everybody who bought tickets is like, what would I do? What would I do for a little 15 minute exercise last night? I decided <laughs> that I was going to give $10 million to, you know, all my friends that are like, you know, don't know what the future holds for them. So like Mike was going to get 10 million. Pete was going to get 10 million. I was going to give $10 million to everybody. Just full on 10 million bucks. And if I did it to like 30 people, that's only one third of how much money I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so everybody would be saying, oh my God, Bob gave Pete Weiss $10 million. Bob gave Mike Mark $10 million. Yeah, Bob saved $800 million for himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know, and I was thinking about it, like that list, like there's, you know, there's like a, there's a lot of people that I love and want to help out or whatever. And, uh, and I would want to share it with. And then I thought like number 31 is going to be really bummed out. <laughs> 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 if they're seeing the money, if they're hearing on the internet or like, Hey, Bob gave so-and-so $10 million. They're thinking, well, I'm, I'm next somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. Anybody you've ever met. Yeah. yeah. That's. That becomes that becomes the thing. That's why they usually go underground and have their lawyers do that stuff because immediately every charity on the planet wants money. Yeah, but no one, no one has ever won this kind of money. Like this is this is the most. This is twice as much as the most ever. That's, that's so this the times guy, we live in. Everything's story. Yeah, this guy is. This guy's got some. He's got some big responsibilities coming. He got up some here. fuck you money going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is. And I wonder, is he going to work tomorrow? Is that guy going to work tomorrow? Question is, is he going to call Elon Musk and like get a rocket? 
or some shit. I mean, does, that changes your playgrounds and playmates right now. No, I think most people just share it with their family. Probably too much. I, I, you know, I was I was lucky enough historically to be friends with Rodney King in the last ten years of his life. And he got a lot of money. He gave it mostly to his friends and family and whatever, and bought his friends' houses. And, and you know, he ended up, he still had some money, but he gave most of it away. He's such a kind guy. He's yeah, such be, a kind guy. It'd be cool to do like Griffith, 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 Griffith did. You know, did and get a bunch of land. And, no, you and, know, the, and you grand know the hustle. That that guy was a fucking junkie hustler. Griff, he you mean he Griffith shot his Park? wife in the face. And his name is still on the park. <laughs> Griffith, Griffith. Hey, Sid, what's going on? <laughs> You're going to bed this early? It's 8.15. Are you really? You're kidding me. Should we tell Smitty that you're wearing an Eddie Venner t-shirt to go to bed in? He's a big listener of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're, wearing your, you're wearing your Eddie Venner shirt to go to sleep? Night, night. All right. She looks so cute. She's got Santa Claus pajamas and an Eddie Vedder t-shirt going to bed. Okay. Oh. So, so, uh, Griffith, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm been deep in the history of Los Angeles. Don't ask me why Griffith was going to lose that land because he couldn't pay the taxes on it. He's the okay, smartest yeah. little grifter who ever lived. So what did he do? <laughs> he donated it to the city Smart. so it couldn't be confiscated from him. But he, before he did that, he took a bunch of loans out against it. So the loans, <laughs> so wait, wait, it gets even better. So the loans didn't come to, uh, you know, people didn't, the city didn't realize the loans until after they had honored him and he's going to be called Griffith Park and it's so great and he's the greatest man who ever lived and blah, 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 blah. And then like a year later, all the, all the creditors came and said, hey, he didn't, you know, we got to clear this up. And the city ended up having to pay the, the creditors. Why did they keep his name on it? I don't know. I, 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 Including I, the know, fact I, he was a drunk and all the other things and shot his wife in the face. They and all the same were drunks. first name and last They name. all were alcoholics. So the guy, the guy that was mayor that the movie Chinatown is based on. So the whole water thing with Mulholland. The guy who was the head of the water department, and Mulholland was just an engineer that worked at the water department, and it was privately owned. And the guy who owned it wanted to do the big real estate play of the Valley. That's true, right? And they were friends. And But Mulholland didn't have any engineering degree. He didn't have any education. But because this guy, whatever his name was, Henry something, um, was so in power and control of Los Angeles, he said, no, William Mohon is going to be the head of the water department and I'm running for mayor. And then he became the mayor and then he steered and <laughs> maneuvered the whole thing. He died on the streets of LA, a pauper alcoholic, the guy who orchestrated the whole Mohon water Owens Valley thing. And so did, so did Griffith, who gave Griffith Park. L.A. doesn't have a great addiction history, Chuck. It's just <laughs> no, not. Shit. No shit. <laughs> the, the most, you know, I've had a lot of, like, when we were at Los Encinas, when I worked there, there was a lot of really high-profile people that came through there. No more so than the great uh, uh, city council member who was arrested in City Hall for, uh, for uh, smoking uh, cocaine. I don't know if you okay. remember this. Yeah, I do. And so, so that's the first time I saw helicopters over our hospital. I was like, what's going on? And they're like, a guy from City Hall is coming in. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, that's rotten. <laughs> I was like, that's wow. rotten, dude. We had, uh, we might have to cut this out, but we had Dr. Phil camped out at the Huntington Beach Hilton. His people trying to catch people we had in our place, trying to catch them on the street. That's some low down. Trying to catch them? Yeah, trying to, trying to get them to be on their show. Trying to get them to be on a show. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> Dr. Oz is going to be a senator from Pennsylvania. Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker just won Georgia. Um, if, there's, if there's anything that represents America better, it's uh, how idiotic America has become. It's 
the most unfit, uh, like name anyone. They're more fit for office than Herschel Walker, Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyone yeah, he's, he's is dead. more um, fit for office than Herschel Walker. Yet yeah, he's going to be a, he's going to be a, 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 a United States Senator for six years. Think he'll that's, last the six years. We should know that's take our odd. obsession with fame. That's the obsession with fame and idol worship, you know, amongst <laughs> our entertainers and sports stars. It's ridiculous. They just reverse Roe v. Wade. The guy admits to forcing two women for, to have an abortion. <laughs> and all the and all the Christians who who thought that end of the world was Roe v. Wade now just voted for this guy. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. This country is amazing, not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> the other kind of amazing, but like in I an can't amusing, believe it, amazing, in amusing way. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, it'd be funny if it wasn't real life. <laughs> it'd be funny on a TV show. But Do you know that he, he has a book called My Many Personalities about his multi personality disorder. No, I swear to God, you can't make this shit up. And he just got elected United States Senator of Georgia hmm. in America with the worst, got to be the worst education system in the, in the civilized world, right? In the first world. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, see, like, that's where the money needs to go. Build some rehabs and some church education, and some, some schools education. that that people can go to as long as they can get their kids there and they show up and do <laughs> the work. You, can go there. you know, when Trump comes back in twenty four, you're going to have Herschel Walker and Donald Trump in Washington D.C. Can how could anything how could anything go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> So, what did your group go like tonight, Bob? I'm trying oh, to change I, the subject. Why? You know, you're depressed. Is Mike down? Yeah, I am very down about it. Yes. Oh, come on! It's just it's just sports. It's like sports. It's not real anymore. It really has become that, huh? Where it's teams, and my team wins, and your team loses, and if I win, I'm. But what's but what's shocking is I don't think. The red team believes that they're right as much as the blue team believes that they're right. The blue team really are, are just can't understand because they know that they're right. How can this be happening year after year, election after election? You know what I mean? It's like maybe something the blue team's doing isn't that appealing. Hmm. Wonder, wonder how, I wonder if some soul searching is in store. <laughs> well, gee, you know, you're talking about the decline in the American society. And I guess it doesn't coincide with our red wave, does it? Trumpism and our. Oh, I think there's just as much ignorance on both sides. How about this? Not ignorance, but lack of emotional IQ. There's a thing called emotional IQ. I think that if you're mm -hmm. going to... Right. And, and people without college educations are voting voting now, which they're voting because for the Because the educated people dismiss them. And each vote counts. I, I think that has a lot to do with what's wrong with America, is this dismissiveness of of people that don't have an education. I mean, I'm always dismissive of them. I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm not running for office and I'm not a political pundit and I'm not a media person. I'm just right. a person who thinks like this country has one of the lowest generalized general IQs of any of the top 25 countries. China has almost 10 point IQ on average higher than the United States. Why do you think that is? Because they, because they, why do you think that, why not, do you think the Japanese want to come here? Why do you, oh think my God, Chinese, now you sound like Trump. Like, well, they don't want to come here. There's, they want to come here to get, to get education and, no, they, and they, to work. They hard. really don't. They're not coming here as much anymore. They're, they're fine. Not, China's not coming here. Koreans, maybe. But I mean, that, that whole myth, and that's access to elite education. That's not coming here to live in Alabama. They're not coming here. Well, they're run out. They're run out of those places. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, but, because uh, of our, you know, our our redneck uh, constituency in those middle states. Yeah. But I mean, nobody to wants be, to go live with them, Bob, unless you're got a cowboy be, hat and some boots and some shit on them. You're really feeling it tonight, Mike, aren't you? Yeah. It's just I like it's just hats. a midterm <laughs> election. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's still going to be a stag. It's still going to be a stalemate. 
It'll always be a stalemate. The only the real design. change, yeah. the only real change that can come in this country is if you get 65 votes in the Senate. There's never in our lifetime for sure going to be anything that gets 65 votes in the Senate. So this is what we get. This is how we live. Whatever. This is it. Um, you just am I said happy that about you overturned it? Roe versus Wade. You just turned, you just said yeah, that, Mom. Yeah. You said that at the that, beginning that of this conversation. Do with, how does that not do affect anything? <laughs> it's not a constitutional right, abortion. Constitutional to to add to to add a right in the United States, you have to have 65 votes in the Senate, right? So so civil rights movement had to have 65 votes. If you want to mandate anything in the United States, really, you have to have it be an amendment, right? Here's, here's an interesting thing for you. Women do not have equal rights at the federal level in the United States of America. Did you know that? Women don't have equal rights in the United States of America at the federal level. The Equal Rights Amendment never passed because it couldn't get 65 votes in the Senate. So on the federal level, women are not equal to men. Until we face that, I don't see how we're going to face anything else. Our federal government does not see women as equal to men legally. So how can you justify saying that nothing nothing should change or nothing will change? Well, the only, the only thing to be scared of is if the nutcases get 65 votes. And there's doesn't look like it. it's going to be like... 52 to 48. So nothing's going to change. Do you understand? Yeah. Because they'll amend it that you can't speak about gender in the, in the schools. They'll, they, you know, if they, if they had 65 votes, you know, abortion would be outlawed in the United States. It's not outlawed. It's just not enforced at the federal level. That's all. You can have an abortion in California, Massachusetts, New York, Nevada, probably. I'm hoping Nevada. Is Nevada? <laughs> I'm hoping Nevada. I'm hoping Alabama. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking Clark County's got to have it. But anyways, it's, you know, I don't want to. I I'm in a I'm in a philosophical mood about the United States. We're in this predicament because the really smart people don't listen to the really dumb people. I think that's why, in a general way, I think we're we're very elitist and dismissive, and I think every election. They show you like they they matter. I really believe that. Now, what's interesting is so many Californians have moved to Arizona, and it's swinging way to the Democrats. Like it's it's like a ten point margin that Kelly's winning her. Like so so that's and crazy because the people that that I thought were leaving to Arizona were the people that were sick of <laughs> know, leftist know, rule. Me too. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, maybe some of their millennial kids moved along with them because they do live at home. <laughs> you knew it. That was for some of the people at home that send me emails about how much they love me attacking the uh, millennial. So get this. So 60 year old couple just sick of fucking liberals in California. They moved to Arizona, but their two 30 year old loser kids that live with them moved there too and, can and canceled their vote out. <laughs> it's gonna be a run it's gonna be a run yeah it's uh, fucking midterm madness it's <laughs> midterm mad it's it it's not as bad as i thought it was gonna be but it's 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 uh it doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make any sense to me that <laughs> someone know, <laughs> that someone like herschel walker i mean i mean seriously that Herschel Walker is going to be a united states senator to shame on the united states of america like, can't you get somebody, I, like, you know, I don't like Mitch McConnell, but can't you get somebody who's, like, human like that? Like, somebody, that, or, or like, I don't know. This guy, Scott, in South Carolina is not a bad guy. Like, can't you get, like, normal people to run for office? It always have to be, like, like, uh, like, uh, what is it? Like weather girls and hot or, weather or, girls. You know, or, like, or people that, that have, that have lived their life studying the way this thing works so they can actually make a difference instead of just, you know, you know, stump thumping and saying a bunch of shit that doesn't mean anything to get votes and then getting there and being ill effective, ineffective and just lame ducks from the second they show up. 
because that's the trick. They don't they don't study. They're not students of what they're going into. Well, they just hate. Well, um, you know, I think well, all three of us were students of music our whole lives. I've been a student of government. My family is very involved in elections and government. I grew up around it. And, and I, I always say this. I, my dad was born, a, 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 you know, or like came, grew up a, a, what's called a Roosevelt Democrat, a blue collar Democrat or whatever. But then as he came out to California and after the war, he got more conservative and got, you know, thought government was overreaching. And so he became what's called the Goldwater Republican, right? Where less government. And that's like what Reagan kind of jumped on. But all his brothers remained Democrats. So our, and he had eight brothers. And so yeah. our house was always the center of, of discussions about policy. Argument. Right? <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like now. It wasn't vicious. It wasn't insulting it was just like well most of my uncles worked for my dad so they weren't going to insult him i don't think <laughs> but they, would, they would I'm they would argue, they would they would argue they would argue yeah like about about the war like a lot of a lot of democrats were against the war even though it was a democratic president right yeah right and and the goldwater republicans um, were against the war, but for different reasons, or I don't know. It's just like a lot of, I just remember growing up with a lot of like different conversations and different opinions and it was okay. And then everybody get drunk and eat food and whatever. And I just don't see that America anymore. I don't. Well, you see the get drunk part. <laughs> yeah. You see the get drunk part. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't know this. Remember uh, Huckabee's daughter that was the press secretary for Trump? Yeah. She's now going to be governor of Arkansas. She just <laughs> won governor. She just won governor of Arkansas. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's fucking, I, I, you know, it, I, I think it's, I have such a little <laughs> understanding of how all this shit works that by the time I started paying attention, it was already fucking off the rails and upside down so i don't even know what to make of any of it i i think i'm going to go back to just Wait ignoring it <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know she was running that woman is governor of a fucking state the press secretary for trump <laughs> oh it's gonna be a long winter my friends <laughs> Well, maybe they'll do like the prime minister did over in England in the last six oh. weeks, you know, when they see that it's about nothing. Oh, my God. Stacey Abrams got it handed to her. She lost by 10 points. Man, it is weird. And it looks like it'll be a runoff. going to be a runoff in Pennsylvania. We used to tour and stuff. You used to always hear about states that you couldn't do certain things in and stuff. Yeah, know? I could always do it. I, I, yeah, I never understood that. I. So that's something came up with a young person I work with today. And they said, well, you know, I said, well, you know, this, this kind of dismissiveness, I don't remember having that in 84. I wanted to know about Alabama. I wanted to go to Mississippi. I wanted to go to see the Mississippi river. I wanted to go to new Orleans. I wanted to go to Texas. I wanted to see what East Texas was like. I wanted to go Beaumont, Texas, where Janis Joplin was born. It was so exciting to tour the United States and see all these wonderful places. And Mike, we met thousands of wonderful people at truck stops and at gigs and at record stores and at antique stores and we drank like, wine uh, at Kerouac's yeah. grave yeah like and fucking that, Bob and that, Dylan and uh, yeah but like remember uh sweet James James the wrestler guy wherever that guy was oh that guy was, was great man yeah his that guy was, was <laughs> no his name was golden boy Mike Golden Golden Boy Mike Golden <laughs> he was a wrestler guy that we hung out with for a couple of days it was just America was so different then. He would not let us go. <laughs> oh, he, he yeah. took you hostage. He was like, I yeah, like you was, guys. You're coming with me. A fun, he was just Brother. a fun guy. But uh, I'm telling you, it was just, it was a different country. And that was only 40 years ago. Yeah. And now it's mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. The only thing you really ran into was that on Sundays, some places you couldn't buy booze. So you had to buy it on Saturday. Or sometimes mm. you had to drive to the next county to get booze because they didn't sell it on Sunday. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> just looking at Herschel Walker, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm in a good mood, even though the country's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, I guess when the Titanic was going down, a lot of people just ordered a bunch of booze. Yeah, I'll take right a couple on. bottles. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I just, I'm just gonna watch this all like, like it's a comedy, like it's an absurd comedy. Yeah, wow! Well, if, if it gets to that point, let me know, and I'll get a bunch of crack and head your way. We'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I heard about this this uh, island that's shrinking in the South Pacific. Um, and they're suing all the all the huge coal and and uh, global warming uh, yeah. countries. Did you read about that? No. And it showed the island and showed the city and stuff, and it looked so cool. It's like I'll go there until the whole thing's underwater because they're saying people are fleeing that country, the mm -hmm. island country. It's like ten islands or something. Yeah. Like I'll move there. Looks like better than like being governed by Herschel Walker. It's got to be better <laughs> your land mass shrinking because of global warming year after year than living under the rule of Herschel Walker. It's got to be. You know, I, I've been watching all the great big boats sitting outside waiting to get into San Pedro for years, especially since this thing started with the, with the pandemic and the great big backups. I think there's just a lot of great big ships displacing a lot of water, making that island shrink. <laughs> they displace a lot of water each one of those things. I'm telling you, it's, it's this little island. It's got like 10 things, and they're complaining that, you know, the people are abandoning the country. And I'm like, can some of us Americans go there? I'll go there. I'll bring my kids down there. I'll procreate down there. I'll re I'll reland you. Get some houses on stilts and <laughs> yeah. uh, make the most of it. <laughs> All right, you guys. What a, what a Tuesday night. God bless D.H. Pelegra. God bless Aaron Carter and all the other people suffering from addiction mm. and dying from good addiction. Luck, like, uh, I just Chris say who? good luck, Chris. Oh, My buddy Chris in is in the ICU. Yeah. Well, on a ventilator. Um, don't die until next Tuesday. Don't die. Try not to die. I'll try not to die. All right, guys. Good night. All right. Have fun go, with Jeff go to Beck work, and, Mike uh, Mart. Cheer okay. up, Mike. It's only uh, politics. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> bye bye.